I think the break was so long. Yeah, I kind of zoned out on what we were going to so talk much. about. I got to yeah, go back yeah. and review my show notes. Mm-hmm. The um... <clears throat> well, let's open with just in case anybody hears this before, which I'm sure they will. Casting championships. Yes, let's start with that. So, July first, Thursday, um, we are going to do the first installment of the Taylor Park Casting Championships, plural, meaning this is the first of several of these events that we'll do, ultimately leading up to the Dingy Derby, um, more specifically the thingy before the dinghy. Um, all of the winners of the individual events will be invited for a fucking cage match mm-hmm. free-for-all to be named the grandest champion mm-hmm. of the Taylor the grand, Park. The grandest of champions. <laughs> and and really the whole thing behind this, um, to me, when I started thinking of the idea of doing this event, was a lot of folks in the last six to 10 months that like I listened to on podcasts, uh, specifically a lot of the Millhouse podcasts. We lot, are not that. We are not that. No, no, no. We not even close. <laughs> um, but you know, a lot of the guides, uh, and a lot of the old timers and certainly Andy, um, uh, talk about the need for practice mm-hmm. and, and, their admiration for anglers that put in the time and practice. And when they show up for that charter or for that tournament or whatever, they're dialed in and it's real easy to get caught up in just everyday life and not ever really practice. Mm -hmm. Um, We've talked about it before. I'm an asshole. Um, I don't like to fish with people that don't have at least a particular set of casting skills. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm tolerant to lesser casters, but I'm not enjoying myself. Right. So, you know, it's separating the wheat from the chaff, so to speak. And I really do think that more people enjoy fly fishing if they're a good caster. Yeah. It removes a a lot of levels of frustration. So my idea was how do we create an event that's fun that we all just get together. Everybody's having a good time. There's a little bit of cheese on the line, you know, because everybody's putting a Mm -hmm. little bit of money in the pot. So there's a motivational factor there beyond just 
you know, hey, I'm going to go out and I'm going to have a good day fishing. No, I'm planning on going to this casting championship, so you know what? Maybe I should ease it out to the retention pond. Maybe I should ease it out to the to the park and spend some time casting because I don't want to be the shit heel of, you know, the event that's mm-hmm. like, you know, never hits the target. And, you know, when you're on the front of the boat and you're casting to a fish, and this, this shit still happens to me all the time, and you hit a fish on the head, it's because there's a, a, a lack of focus of I need to be targeting the eating zone, not the fish. So we're, we're trying to make this kind of realistic in a way by creating the actual target out in front of a fish. It may be a fish. It might be, you know, whatever it is. You, you see the target, but there's distractions around it. So... It's really just an idea of, number one, having a good time. Number two, inspiring people to take the time to practice mm-hmm. because it's going to make you a better angler. And honestly, even if it's there, if that's your practice, so be it. Yeah, you know right. I mean? absolutely. Yeah. And, absolutely. And if that's like the time you get to go that week or whatever, and, it is what it is. And here's the unintended consequence that I really, really hope happens. Um, Unadulterated gambling. Unadulterated gambling, <laughs> um, drinking yeah. as if a fish. Mm-hmm. Um, but seriously, what I hope happens is while this event is going on, that you start seeing people say, hey, bro, if you would just do this little tweak or that little tweak, it's going to help your cast. And it's going to be kind of this collective, um, what, do they, what do they call it, where it's like uh, crowdsourcing. Mm-hmm. We're going to crowdsource better casters through these events. And, you know, I can almost see people like peeling off to the side and going, show me that one more time. Mm -hmm. And be like, yeah, there's your timing right there. You know, that's it Mm -hmm. right there, that cast. And then that person goes home and is like, I remember how that felt when they Mm -hmm. told me, yeah, okay, fuck yeah, I'm carrying this loop. I'm tightening it up. I'm opening it up when I need to. I'm closing it when I need to. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it's just, again, building community. Yeah. That's really what we want to do. I think there's, there's something we said about just time screwing around too. Just time with a rod with like, you know, practicing basically. Yeah. Um, you don't get, there's no nerves or there's a lot less nerves if you've been holding a fly rod every day. Yeah. Or, you know, mm-hmm. the whole week, come Saturday afternoon when you can actually fit, you don't really care that much anymore. Absolutely. You know what I mean? If it's the first time you picked it up, you're like, shit. Yeah. You know. Well, you know, I, <clears throat> I, I haven't, I, I went fishing for the first time um, Thursday mm-hmm. uh, in a long time. Um, I've had stuff going on, getting treatment for the prostate cancer, um, did 20 days of radiation therapy. Um, just didn't have the time to get out on the water. And uh, I jokingly was texting with somebody and said, yeah, I'm actually going to go out and fish for the first time in probably six weeks. Hope I remember how to cast. And their response was, dude, it's like riding a fucking bike. you know." And, and yeah. I, I was completely joking. I didn't have any great fear that I was going to be not able to cast because I've, I've built that muscle memory over, you know, 16 to 18 years, whatever it is that I've, you know, been a lifetime of experience slinging the string. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And, and you know, we went out and we had a good time. Uh, caught fish, had, had fun. Uh, I intentionally made plans. This was uh, Tanner, Sievert, and I. Uh, Tanner knew what I'd, you know, been going through and doing. And he was like, dude, let's go fish. And then I was like, all right, cool. He's like, what do you want to do? I was like, you know what? The conditions are right off the beach. I've been really wanting to go off the beach. He's like, yeah, but, you know, is there going to be? I was like, dude, I don't really care if we ultimately even find fish. But the idea of cruising out the inlet and, like, just running south, if we run into some shit we can fish for, great. If we don't, we're going to be cruising nice and slow. We can catch up. Tanner's just gotten back from a month of uh, guiding tarpon in the Keys. I'm like, it's just going to be like a laid back kind of day. Yeah. And the, you know, moon and the stars lined up and we got out there and sure shit, we found a bunch of little, and I say little, like on the smaller side, false albacore. Um, they weren't packed up into like these big schools that sometimes you see where, you know, you got like an birds acre and, of fucking mm-hmm. white water and, you know, birds diving and stuff. It'd be like, you know, little handfuls of them. So we definitely worked our ass off um, to get the first fish. And then we'd gotten about as far south as we wanted to go. Like we were way past, um, like down deep into CNS, like out in mm-hmm. no man's land mm-hmm. where there's nobody on the beach. And we turned around and we were going to head back up. I said, let's, let's crowd back on the backside of the breakers, check those out. And uh, that's where, if you saw my Instagram post, that little bait ball. Mm-hmm. There was like a fucking weird foam line that I saw. And I was like, what? It's like, that's kind of weird looking. And then I saw like a blob of dark color at the top of it. I was like, what in the fuck is that? I was like, Tanner, come off, come off plane, come off plane. And we like slowed down. I was like, what? Is-? He was like, oh, I think it's a turtle or something. I was like, no, I don't think it's a turtle, man. It's the one, like, it's just mm-hmm. too dark. Like, and it, as we're cruising up to it, fucking false albacore like skies through yeah. it and mm-hmm. fucking bait showers everywhere and we we're like two fucking kids in a candy store mm-hmm. we're like holy we're shit here. did you yeah. see that shit yeah. so then we're like fucking grabbing rods stripping a line off or whatever um that's the first time i've ever seen what i'm gonna call a micro <laughs> uh bait ball mm-hmm. and it was like it would go from like the size of a football, like they'd get really, really tight to maybe like a beach ball as they would like kind of relax. And not only were the false albacore fucking hammering them, there was like, I'm guessing bar jacks. There were bar jacks underneath that. That's mm-hmm. what had really like balled them up. Balled them up. Cause man, they were relentless, just relentless. And then occasionally a group of Albies would come through and they would fucking obliterate it. But, uh, you know, true to form, um, Tanner and I were woefully unprepared. Um, we had, a, we had a lot of tarpon flies in the boat <laughs> cause he'd been down tarpon fishing. Yeah. Um, we scabbed together and found a couple of flies that ended up ultimately working. But we, I mean, we, we were throwing everything in the fucking box at him until we found something that would work. And it wasn't a matter of, we didn't know what we needed. It was a matter of trying to find something in the box that would work. Cause we really didn't have what we needed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but again, you know, that's one of those deals where <clears throat> casting was secondary to the experience, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but without 
the ability to cast where you're going to be. Right. Unless you're feeling good about, <coughs> about grabbing that rod really quick and getting in the game. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So it's <clears throat> it's this coming Thursday. Yep. Mm-hmm. From when this comes think- out first. It's at <clears throat> Marine Discovery Center in North <coughs> Beach. Uh, six o'clock. Six o'clock. The fir- there's <clears throat> the setup for it is essentially <clears throat> like a nine hole golf tournament shotgun start. So each hole will have two individuals at the hole when mm-hmm. it all starts. So ultimately nine holes, two casters per hole. You need some water? <clears throat> no, I've got stuff here. I don't know what the hell's going on. So um, everybody starts at a hole, so all 18 casters <clears throat> are out at, you can start at Yeah, you, eight. they'll be told where right, to right, go. Like, so if yeah. you start at eight, you're going to go eight, nine, and, and right. you'll end at one. Right. Right? Um, and everybody throws 20 bucks into the into the pot. And we're taking half of that pot, and first place is going to take home a hundred bucks. Second place is going to take home fifty bucks. Third place will take home thirty bucks. So, if you're one of the top three folks, you walk home with more money than you threw in the pot to begin mm-hmm. with. If you finish outside of the top, you know, three, mm-hmm. it's just the way. That's the way the cookie crumbles. And if you're not from, you know, right there. Um Food, stuff, stuff to do abound. I mean, it's walking distance from, say you want to grab something to eat after. Yeah, Merck's is around the corner. Restaurants right there. You don't even have to move the car. Yeah. There's like three things to do right there. Um, If you want to bring, um, you know, a few beers to drink while you're working yourself through the course, feel free. It's a BYOB kind of style event. Marine Discovery Center has been kind enough to allow us to do the event there at their facility. Um, all they've asked is that, you know, if there's going to be any alcohol involved, that alcohol, we're not selling nudity, it. Don't sell nudes. Don't sell alcohol. That's right. Um, rock and roll, I think we can we can sell. That's right. Yes. The sex and the drugs, no. Nah, not different, different event. Different, different event. Yeah. Completely different. Mm-hmm. You're thinking of Bike Week. Oh, okay. And <laughs> if you're bike, if you're coming fast. if you're coming to the event, come with the right attitude. It's it's all about having a good time. Um, I think there's going to be like an unreasonable upset. I don't think like the really good casters are going to be the really good players. Right. You know what I mean? Like I think they might get too wound up. Where if you're just going to go. Well, and let's let's go ahead and talk about. Um, we went to Marine Discovery Center Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday. I think we were it was just Wednesday. talking about that, yeah. And uh, we set up two of the holes that you know we're planning on having out there. And uh, I know I took some casts. Ben took some casts. Mm-hmm. Mark took some casts. Mark took some yep. casts. And I'll be honest with you, none of us hit the fucking target. Mm-hmm. No, and you came really close, and I had one that came yeah. close-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know. I set them up. The first one was a 50-foot shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and what would you say the target size was? Um, yeah, hula hoop. Eight, 18-inch, yeah. you know, circle. Yeah. Um, which, you know, 
I, I would think that's, you know, probably about what I'm trying to hit, you know, at that range. Mm-hmm. And then the other was like a 30 foot shot, 30, 35 foot. Yeah. Smaller target, a um, little bit more complex in so far as, um, you know, it had some stuff around it that you had to avoid. Um, and that's the other thing we need to talk about. So, um, if you, if there's a fish on any of the holes, you don't want to hit the fish just like out here, you know, or wherever you fish, if you hit the fish in the head, the fish leaves. So if you hit the fish, you just have to take an extra stroke and add it to your score. So ultimately whoever can make it around the nine casting stations, also known as the nine holes, uh, with the least number of casts to get it into the target area, that's who wins. Mm-hmm. Um, if we end all nine holes and there's some kind of little tie amongst some folks, whether it's two or four or whoever, we just go to sudden death. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, Which is actually just a fight to the death. A fight to yeah, the yeah. death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we put the fly rods away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, also, pick your poison. Um, you can bring... That's probably the biggest question I think you, I've heard so far. Yeah, you can you, you bring your own fly rod, uh, your you know, real fly line, whatever you're comfortable casting. We are going to supply the flies. Um, Mark has tied um, his close to being identical flies in insofar as weight and size as we could possibly do. There's no hooks um, on these flies, so we don't have to worry about them getting caught up in the grass or hooking the uh, target circle or anything like that. But everybody's going to be casting essentially the same fly. So if you show up with a, you know, something that you're doing five weight chronicles with you know be aware we're going to give you the fly and the fly is probably a seven to a nine weight size fly Mm -hmm. um but you're more than welcome to throw it with a three weight if you want to Mm -hmm. it's It's up to you run what you brung yeah it'd be your like kind of your daily i would yeah whatever whatever you're most comfortable with that's what i would bring yeah um Albacore trip ended at at sundown. Did you, did no, you no, an no. afternoon? <clears throat> no, we did a morning. Okay. Um, we, I think Tanner picked me up at the house like 8 in the morning. Um, we probably busted out the inlet at 8.30, 8.45. Okay, yeah. Um, we were back off the water by noon, noonish. Um, dude, we saw, you know, t- tons of, tons of fish. Um, we saw a fucking huge shark, like I'm talking like seven, to, uh, seven to nine foot shark that was yeah. cruising up on the surface. Looked like a big bull shark. Mm-hmm. Um, we weren't even prepared or even try to gun for that. Um, a lot of turtles, um, floating around. It, it was right at the, uh, full moon. So they were probably staging, getting ready to come up and lay eggs or yeah. just laid eggs or whatever. Um, what were some other cool stuff we saw? Um, saw a couple of tarpon along the beach in the 60-pound range or so. Nice. Um, but, man, there's a ton of bait out there. Um, 
And just uh, if, if you haven't had the chance to, to go fish off the beach and it's a nice skiff-friendly weather day, get out there. The Albies are so much fun, so much fun. I think that just the set, the change in, in scenery and the settings, like really cool. Yeah. I've always thought I, like I mean, the offshore stuff was really neat. It's just a, it's just an enjoyable boat ride, mm-hmm. interrupted potentially with a few casts. Right. And you know, like I was saying, the the albies that we were seeing were on the smaller side. So I think probably the one I caught was probably five six pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, still took with Plenty an a weight. Yeah. Ran me into the backing four mm-hmm. or five times, and probably took about twenty minutes to get it to the boat. Um, yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of yeah. fun. So, uh, I would imagine they'll probably be around for another couple of weeks, couple, three weeks, and then probably be gone. Um, you know, I haven't really fished the lagoon proper, um, in a while. Uh, I think probably the last time I fished was maybe with Dr. Chris. Um, I think it was Dr. Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we did we did get into some redfish the the last time I fished with him. So uh, I'm looking forward to getting back out and doing a little of that. Um, I think some flood tide action's been going on up towards St. Augustine mm-hmm. and Jacksonville yeah. here off this, around this last moon. Mm-hmm. So uh, I really wish I'd have been paying attention and realized that was happening. I would have probably done a real quick trip up to like St. Augustine yeah. or something. But uh, I'm just now easing back into it. You yeah. know, just just kind of getting the wheels back under me and uh, having fun. Mm-hmm. That's, That's the name about. of the game. So, uh, Carl, you had a you had some other notes, didn't you? I did. Yeah. The uh, um, if if you do not follow our lo- local news, yeah. Holy cow. From because we haven't, I don't think we've had an update here since like Truck Week. Oh no! Right? Yeah. No. So there's like the big, the big Truck Week invasion thing, and that like you know goes. It doesn't even go sideways. It goes everywhere. It starts it's just out a in reverse. Complete shit show. It's yeah. the most ridiculous spring like, break ish type. Seven feet to the bottom from the bottom of the cab to the ground mm-hmm. trucks. Mm-hmm. With neon rims and brake pads, and it, it's it's just really about, and also it's about <laughs> it's about who spent the most fool. money on their truck and yeah. can drive around and stuff the most people in the back and mm-hmm. how squatted it is it's stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty wild, and then you know, basically, like ever since, there's been like either a extremely upsetting or weird or wild or mm-hmm. police chasey or. Have, in the last week has been ridiculous. Well, I was going to say, had had we talked about the guy stealing the cocoa cop car? I think chase. We, did. we might have. We might have just hit that like on the last episode. I, I mean, think we did. Yeah, but yeah. One from one police car to another one to yeah. another one. So he stole two because one was and the, I guess and disabled or technically the second one had a dog in it. Yeah, so it the second like, one he basically kidnapped a, a police canine. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And, and Is it the summer? It's the summer. I think. I think it's getting yeah. hot. And yeah. Like oh the yeah. Freaks are just well, coming out. Well, well, I mean, it's it's. Pretty, you know, air quotes, settled science. Mm-hmm. Um, crime increases during during the summer, and it's because mm-hmm. of the heat. People right. start losing their fucking minds. <laughs> yep. More people are outside. More people are out creeping around late when it's not so hot outside. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. Um, fuck Daytona. Okay, so it was Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tanner and I had been on the water, and when we got off the water, we were going to go to Taco Shack. Oh, right, yeah. For lunch. And we pulled into Taco Shack, hopped out, sandwich board sitting at the, the ramp that goes up to the, the order window. Mm-hmm. And it said, we are not opening until like one thirty or something like that due to staff levels. I was like, fuck, man, I mm-hmm. had my heart set on Taco Shack. So we went to Pappas instead. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like that. So we're sitting in Pappas. And uh, for those of you that aren't around here, Pappas is like the quintessential all-American drive-in diner. Yeah. There's a diner mm-hmm. inside. There's actually you can pull up and, and order and eat in your car on the south side of the building. But it's like comfort, fast food-ish yeah. to, all the mm-hmm. way to like prime rib dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's And it's all phenomenal. It's great. It's been there forever. So we are sitting there. We just ordered, and we're chit-chatting. And all of a sudden, that fucking crazy sound that you get, like with an Amber Alert on your phone, Mm -hmm. every phone in the fucking place starts going off. It was the blue alert. It was the blue alert. And, I mean, it was like like everybody, like so many people, everybody's like looking at each other like, what, is Armageddon starting? Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, everybody's, like, looking at their phone, and everybody's kind of confused. And somebody goes, it's a blue alert. I'd never even heard of a I blue had alert either, before. Because I actually got that text and thought, like, what is this? Yeah. And I didn't Google it. Yeah. So the um, that day, you know, with that story as well. So the every police officer from uh, the county or farther. I don't further. Know, yeah. Further. It's all over the place. Right. All over. I mean, just ripping... To and fro, there were two carjackings. Other than that, that night, really, one was a lady's like prized like show, um, French Frenchies, French bulldogs. Okay, and their puppies in the back seat. Oh no! And then the car gets stolen, and this guy's like hauling ass around town with this lady's like show winning dogs, Her prized and, litter yeah, of yeah, dogs. Yeah. Um, which ended up, and you know, get, he got caught later, or whatever. There were there were two of them, so everybody's thinking that this might be the person that was involved in the the shooting earlier, the big manhunt, that, uh-huh. which turned into a nationwide manhunt. Later. Right. We thought it was the end of that, but it wasn't. And it's police all over the place. And I actually took it easy. I went, I went home early, um, so I didn't see like half of it. You know. And I'm thinking, like, man, tonight's not the night to be out. No, no. You know, the I, th- I think it was like something like a couple of hundred um, police officers mm-hmm. came into the area mm-hmm. after you know. So, for anybody that's not familiar with what we're talking about, um, late Tuesday night in the wee early morning hours of Wednesday, a Daytona Beach uh, police department officer was shot in the head. Um, by a suspect. Um, last I've heard, he's still... No, he got him. No, they got him. No, no, no. Last I heard, the officer is still alive. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and the uh, suspect that uh, was responsible for it actually fled and made it all the way up to almost Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, Outside of Atlanta? There yeah, was kind and he of was a... hiding in a 
uh, treehouse. Tree, yeah. And uh, there's photos of the treehouse and stuff on the. Oh, see, I haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's absolutely insane. Well, you know, I, I'm sorry. You, you know, uh, if you think you're gonna get away, <laughs> no. And they're like, I cannot believe. There must have been like a little bit of downtime, like. He didn't call, so they waited another. Well, 10 they said it was because, twelve minutes. They yeah. said there was about a twelve-minute period that he, they figured he could get. Because I, I saw, um, and you know, when you were saying, you know, all the cops in the area it was actually from completely outside of the area. Because I saw one video where there was a sergeant from Volusia County Sheriff's Office, I believe, was like, "You and you take those three Lake Mary officers oh, with wow. you." Mm-hmm. Go to I-4, and nobody gets on I-4 until you know the identity mm-hmm. of who's in the fucking car. Yeah. Period. The end. That first And he minutes. said, and, and, and this was the crazy mm. thing. He said, after he says that, he says, and if you have any issues with any vehicles or you see the vehicle that we're looking for, Deadly force is authorized without question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Like, shoot first, ask questions later yeah. was was the yeah. rule of the night. So that 12 minutes that guy got to the interstate. I can't believe that I can't he believe could have made it through town and all that and yeah. got out there and, and made it as far as he did, really. I mean, he's. I think he was in the same car the whole time. Yeah, yeah, crazy. But, I mean, it just goes to show you, I mean, between, like, them – Tracking him to Georgia, and uh-huh. and I haven't looked up how they actually did I, that. How they I found have no him. idea. Mm-hmm. But between like that and the how quick they found like the Boston bomber guys, like who thinks they can get away with anything anymore? Right. No, I think it's all like the GPS in your car and your cell phone and your yeah. this and then the other thing. Yeah, just kill you. yeah. I the, saw uh, a very nebulous like the vehicle that he was in pinged. Right. It pinged. What does mm-hmm. that mean? Right. Well, you know, your vehicle pings now. I right. mean, I know your cell phone does. Some but. of them do. It's, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, every time the fuel get the fuel <laughs> kicks on, it like sends a tracker signal. But the um, yeah, just it's just been wild. I, um, I honestly thought for sure that guy was coming in in a body bag. Yeah, and, I would have thought so. They brought yeah. him in alive, mm-hmm. like not even a scratch on him. Um, yeah, changed his hair. Oh, cut his hair. Cut his hair. Yeah, that kind of stuff. I'm like, man, that's that's like a like old movie stuff. Uh-huh. Like, I'm, gonna, you see I'm gonna dye my hair. And yeah, where there's in. a pizza place in Orlando. Saw Matt Damon do this one. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Worked for him. Yeah, there's a pizza place in Orlando that's like been known to be like they've always said to police officers, like, if you're grabbing lunch on your shift, like, we got your back, come in and eat pizza. And they reopened and made, like, I think it was, like, over 100 pizzas and sent it to all the police. They drove it over to Daytona. Oh, wow. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Like, they're like, I mean, it's it's pizza. It means nothing in the grand scheme of this, but, like. Right, yeah, but it was a nice gesture. Especially with the culture of, you know, defund and all the, you know, horse shit that's going on the to to see that when the chips are actually really down there's still a lot of good people out there oh like you know i don't think like i think it so far i was like oh man this is going to be like crazy and messy and weird and people are going to start arguing and blah 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 blah. dude it's so it's nothing's going on down there everything's super chill the 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 chief of maybe the chief of like the daytona Mm -hmm. police is a really well liked. 
Yes. Like really, really well liked. So I think he's he's putting a good foot forward and and uh, and everybody. You know, there's no yeah, there's no guff, there's you know, no like, animus yeah, yeah. amongst any any people. Right. I, uh, there was another situation like a lot like that one in St. Pete um, when I was there, and I lived um, close to the to a boatyard that I worked at. And I decided that was the morning that I was going to ride my bike in. <laughs> Dude, it was insane. Like, you know, I pass a couple side roads or whatever, and there are dudes in, like, full, like, military outfits, you know, like all green, mm-hmm. you know, uh, car- like cargo pants and all that stuff. And I had to, like, stop and explain myself a lot of times. I would, like, yeah. Twenty this, times. Look at this scumbag British guy on his bike. Yeah, I'm, yeah. It's like it, it's early in the morning. Whatever happened was right. late that night, the night before. But uh, yeah, not maybe not the day for a bike ride. Um, but man, yeah, that and and every time I kind of rounded a corner or whatever, it was a different agency. It was different yeah. towns, different counties, different oh, state. Yeah. This and you know, marshal that and whatever and. They got to the bottom of it, but the but same kind of situation where it's like, uh oh, like stuff is going down. We got a few minutes to like gather enough people up. It got it was like, bizarre. You know, I was expecting like the apprehension to happen really quickly, mm-hmm. and then when it like got into like day two, going to day three, mm-hmm. I was like, I think it's time for a change. I think they need to go down to Polk County and find Grady Judd. Oh, that guy! Yeah. Put, yeah. put him yeah, in yeah. charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> he was probably over there. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, if there was like a camera to get in front of. He was over he there, was the, he shaking was over a finger. There. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's getting it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, other than that, I've been you know I've kind of just stayed glued to work. And um, have you uh, been continuing the uh, Google uh, fishing? A little bit. I've been out a couple times. I actually got the man flu. That's right. Yeah, I had the man flu for like, it was a long time. It was like more than like a week. Um, so I just kind of laid low. It's getting hot too. It's here, man. Ooh, summer is here. Yeah. It's been a couple triple digits inside days so far. Um, so I'm kind of just. You know, it's, it, is, it is to that point, but I feel like the storms uh, it, it's are coming better. early. It's better this year. Really earlier. early. Yeah. And like, um, when, you know, and, and it's, we've been having a lot more like cloudy mornings and like when Tanner and I went fishing, it might've gotten 85, 86 the whole mm-hmm. time we were out. Now we were on the water. So you right. got the water that's cooling, you yeah. know, with a, a little bit of a breeze. But, uh, like today, um, today I was, uh, Shannon and Wyatt and I went and had like an early lunch and, and, uh, it was already like 94, 95 degrees when we left the house. I was like, Oh God, it's so fucking hot, Mm -hmm. you know? But as soon as you got close to the water, we we ate somewhere on the water, the breeze off the water, it was nice. And then maybe an hour later, the first little bit of rain started. Mm -hmm. It it was back down in the eighties, you know? So I'll take this, this little cycle that we got going Mm -hmm. right now all summer long. It was like the end middle end of last summer there wouldn't even kind of threaten to be clouds till it was damn near dark anyways. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was like way too late in the day. You were already completely fried. Fucking gassed. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. For any like kind of reprieve, you know what I mean? Now it's like 
still daytime. You're still like going for it. You still have a few hours to go. So like the cool breeze and a little rain to cool the roof off is, is I've been thinking like the fishing side of it this summer. Like I'm feeling like it's like the, about the evening game. Cause it's like, at least in Melbourne, it's been starting to rain by nine thirty or 10 in the morning wraps up and it's like overcast all morning and like three o'clock it starts kind of clearing up which is like almost the opposite of what it should be so black like blast your work day out early yeah yeah get out come home, you know early afternoon yeah you're good to go mm-hmm. yeah well um earlier this evening you guys were already here mm-hmm. um i flew over with uh i had the opportunity to do a little flying today and uh all the storms had already blown through they're all over towards orlando uh late this evening so we made a pass over the house here and then flew up the lagoon to end up back up at massey ranch to land there and i'll be honest with you it was like fucking glass calm on the lagoon Mm -hmm. looking down from you know Eight nine hundred feet up, water quality's decent. Mm-hmm. It's always, it's kind of that um, optical illusion mm-hmm. where when you're looking straight down through it, right? You know, it looks a little you know, bit better. It, yeah. A little bit better, but like when you're down on the same level, um, it's a little. You know, it usually has a little bit more color to it. I kind of call it the. Uh, it's like when you're driving in the keys. And you're going across the bridges, and you're like, man, it's so fucking smooth. It looks good. You drop mm-hmm. that shit in at the fucking ramp that you're headed to. Get your and, ass whipped. And you're like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? <laughs> this shit's rough. Yep. The, just here this evening, I was just roaming around. The ponds are high, obviously, because it it's been raining pretty generously Steady. for a couple of days. Steady. Yeah. Um, fairly clear. Uh, but it's... Warming up enough to where there's a lot of hydrilla in a couple of the little spots uh-huh. that where it wasn't before for sure. Right. So, um, yeah, we'll see, man. I want to see what, what water temperature does. Yeah. If it keeps dumping and keeps overcasting for a while, it might buy us yeah. a little bit later into the season before it really goes south. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like that hot, like fucking 90s plus fucking bathtub water. So, um, Today we we knew that we were overdue for mm-hmm. uh, getting together and uh, doing a podcast, and at the same time, I had made plans um, to go to what's called a splash in. Uh, it's basically a fly-in of seaplanes. Um, good friend of uh, the show, good friend of mine, Michael Marco. Uh, his family has a place um, over off of Lake Harney, and they were going to host uh, a barbecue and uh, this seaplane event. So my plan was just to drive down, uh, spend the day, have some good barbecue, check out the planes, you know, catch up with maybe some friends that I know in that community. And uh, first thing this morning when I checked in to find out like kind of like what the plan was, um, he was like, fuck, I forgot to tell you, we had to cancel it because the water's so low in Lake Harney that, uh, it just wasn't feasible to have that event. And it was surprising 
to me to hear that because we have had a shit ton right, with of the rain up here. Yeah. yeah. And, and I guess that's, you know, we're, we are coming out of, you know, kind of, not kind of coming out of the dry season. Right. And I didn't realize the St. John's had gotten that low, but apparently it had. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, Ultimately, even though that was canceled uh, after I got back from lunch with the family, uh, another mutual friend of both Michael and I um, happened to text me and was like, hey, what are you up to? And I was like, absolutely nothing. And he said, you want to fly down and uh, go check out Marco's new place? And I was like, fuck yeah, of course. So uh, we flew down and... Uh, Spent the afternoon on Lake Harney um, with some good friends. And those afternoon showers, I got to experience firsthand. Mm-hmm. It was shower day whether you wanted yeah. one or not. Dude, I, I still think that I'm probably wet in spots mm-hmm. where uh, I wish I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And they were those big, huge, cold raindrops, too. It's been traveling in weird directions. Have you noticed that? Like the like the storms themselves are a little bit different. Yeah, co- it's cold, but yeah. it seems like they're moving north. Yeah, the, um, all day today they were like flowing to the northwest. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just like wave after wave after wave. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's almost like getting bands off of a like a hurricane, a hurricane mm-hmm. or a tropical storm. But mm-hmm. it's just like nope. It's just like this like progression and march of individual storms that mm-hmm. once they start it's like generate 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 and they just come fall. but yep. the nice thing is they move through pretty quick mm-hmm. yeah i made the mistake of just kind of i don't know grinning bearing it yesterday and running from the you know, building to building and whatever at work um just got soaked just slowly but surely a little you know just a little little couple drops here a little couple drops there and then it would dry up outside no big deal and by the end of the day i just realized that i was just had to like my shoes are soaking wet and i'm just like hanging out just at work and so um yeah a little a little much yeah. a little much a little miserable so i know there's something that we can uh kick around talk a little bit more in detail about that uh has happened since we last sat around the old table um razor fish boats mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um hopefully if you're listening to the podcast um you also follow us on instagram maybe you liked and subscribed uh to our youtube channel on our youtube channel uh we put out a short little video just kind of introducing um the new Razorfish boats mm-hmm. um I don't even, what, what's so, the name of the model? Uh, RZ-15. The RZ-15. RZ-15. I think it's RZ. Yeah, okay. RZ-15, yeah. Um, so it, it's, it's definitely not the conventional-looking skiff that mm-hmm. you expect to see. Um, kind of unique mm-hmm. in the way it, it's, it you know, looks and is built. And... I'll be honest with you, I was really impressed with like a couple of the different features that Tim, who's the builder, the designer of it, mm-hmm. came up with specifically. Um, and, and and again, if if this is all foreign to you, just go to our YouTube channel. It's like a five five or six minute long video. 
And it's just an overview of this, the story behind the skiff. There's some footage of the skiff running. There's some footage of, you know, the details around the skiff. And here's a detail that I don't think was really exposed in our video that I thought was really cool is for a small skiff, the front hatch, when it opens, it actually, inside the front hatch, you have rod tubes that mm-hmm. go towards the stern of the boat right, inside the that hatch. Down. Right. And it's, it's contained. Lockable. Yeah, and it's lockable. Mm-hmm. It's like the skiff is the rod yeah, the rod, rod vault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is super cool because, like, when I used to rock the Ginu, that was always the biggest thing. A, there was no um, rod tubes in it. And then, because, like, I have those in my skiff now. They're not lockable. Right. They're, I mean, that's why well, I've got the vault. But that when I, and I, I remember seeing it, I think the second time I watched the YouTube video, I was like, I missed that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. The The other thing that I thought was pretty cool, and I don't know if we, I know it didn't make the video, um, but I know when we were talking to him here, one of the things about the way he puts his skiff together is he his initial plan is and his target audience for buying his skiff is the first-time skiff buyer mm-hmm. um, that's looking for an affordable option. Right. And he'll be the first to tell you, um, you know, it's not the perfect skiff. There's no such thing as the perfect skiff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a skiff that will definitely get you on the water, you and a buddy comfortably on the water. It's great for fishing. And the way that he builds it is with the expectation that you're probably going to buy the least appointed version right. to begin with. But down the road, you might say, Man, I really wish that I had a cooler cradle right. and stand-up bar in it. And you know what? I've saved enough money now. I think I'm going to go back to him and have that option installed. When right. he builds it, he actually has hard points in the skiff right. already back there, and, and and the yeah structure built so to that, accommodate. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's not like an afterthought. It's like, oh, now you're ready for this, right? And he. And that's What's like the ex- material that he uses, Carl? Because he he, he it's phenolic. Is it like, a phenolic? Yeah. But, uh-huh. but I thought he said it was. Um, I thought it had some kind of metal component to it because he said it was oh, actually tappable, drillable, yeah. and tappable. It is. It's just hard enough. Okay. That 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 the uh, trade name for the one that he uses, I think, is some kind of that's what sea he, steel or sea, you okay. know, something like that. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. It's it's hard enough to drill and tap and. I mean, like screw holding capability stuff, just insane. Yeah, because I know he puts some up in the front, in the bow, in case you wanted to put like a trolling motor later. Yeah, you can do trolling motor later. In the floor of the cockpit, in case you want to do the cooler or the stand-up bar. There's, I think, for casting platform, pulling platform, cleats and the likes, you know, stuff like that. Um, But yeah, it's, it's really, really, really well thought out. Yes. Um, you know, once you start kind of poking around on it, I think it's a, a it's unique, you know, but it's it's super neat. Um I like the I I like the process of do, of going and doing the the little video. I yeah. thought that was awesome. Oh, it was fun. And I'm looking forward to being able to do more, you know what I mean? And I think that's something that 
I don't know if there is like honest to goodness reviews and you know have a look around on the internet, right? You know, kind of all in the same place, just YouTube. And, it and, up. and you know, tip of the cap to him because we basically said, yeah, we'll do a video with you, mm-hmm. but we're not going to just be your mouthpiece, right? We're gonna we're gonna shoot what we want to shoot. We're gonna show it how mm-hmm. we want to show it, and you know. That's just the way it's going to roll. And, right. if, and he had the he had the cojones to say, "Yeah, I'm proud of what I built." Oh yeah. Fucking take a look. Mm-hmm. Do what you want to do. Ask me any questions. So, I, I know I saw on uh, Instagram he was uh, he did a, a meet and greet kind of event with the boat this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, what uh, up in Port Orange? He did um, South that, Daytona. That so, place is Daytona Beach. Like it's um. The, the fishing hole. So, yeah, yeah, Main Street, like where... Oh, okay, yeah, so yeah, Day, Daytona. Beach, yeah, okay. yeah. Yep. Pretty cool little place. Yeah. Real, real cool little tackle shop, actually, but yeah. The, now, I, here's here's something that I did not tell you guys. Mm-hmm. When we set up to do shots of you guys running um, through Slippery Creek, mm-hmm. um, there's a little miscommunication. You guys were staying a little bit further away from us than we wanted you. Mm-hmm. And then I finally got your attention. You guys came over and, but just before I got your attention, you guys were coming westbound through slippery. I'm like waving, waving. You guys aren't mm-hmm. seeing me. Mm-hmm. And you guys turned and went up kind of the channel that runs up behind orange Island. Mm-hmm. And you went from where, we were in the skiff on the shoreline and then there's like that little island you guys went in between and like i was waving trying to wave you guys off we went betwixt you went betwixt <laughs> and i know it's a little shallow there it's super oh, and yeah. i was like oh no mm-hmm. i was like we're we're about to get mm-hmm. them finding out what the true running draft of this yeah. boat is mm-hmm. And you guys made it across, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Holy shit!" Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, remember, I can't believe like, you guys made it across <laughs> I there. I don't remember like any drama in there. Either. No, you didn't. Putting around, yeah. yeah. And I was like, "Holy fuck!" They made it across there because <laughs> normally you can't. Like even in my skiff, I, that's a no go zone. For oh, me. and we we had a um, let's call it a. A close encounter, a very close encounter. As soon oh, with, as we the, with a marine mammal? Yes. Oh God. As soon as we, and we're right. Did I tell you about that? Do you know about this part? I haven't heard any of this. We get at the boats. Um, Cross the channel. Yeah. <laughs> do a little briefing on, okay, we're going to hop up. We're going to do a 180, head to the north, up through Muddy Creek. And I jump up and I look back and I'm like, what the fuck? Come on, you motherfucker. And then all of a sudden I'm like. I see the depth charges. But I was like, oh, I know what just happened. Like, bang. I'm like, she's strong. One more piece. You're still going to do this video today? Transom yeah, checks okay. out. Yeah. <laughs> that His transom is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. The way that uh-huh. shaped out. And I remember he... Oh, the running joke was that he was going to fire the guy that designed it because it was so hard. Yeah, like implement. He was the one who designed it. Yeah, but what he wound up having to do to make the mold for it was he had a live well mold, and he had to he built out a live well and then cut it, and that's like that. That's a pocket. That pocket. Okay. Because it was like everything with Tim is so meticulous with different little degrees and angles, because with 
as much as that deck's got going on, if you screw one angle up, it won't pop off the mold. That's like why you, Ginyu you has a- to, they build them in two pieces because that the way their sides kick in at the top, you uh-huh. can't pull it out of a mold. Because of the wrong draft. You just built a part inside. Uh, and so, you would never, you know what I mean? You can't get it out. Yeah. So then take that and picture all those different features of the deck that you saw and think about like how many hours that dude spent mm-hmm. at night thinking through all those angles to make sure it wasn't one degree off mm-hmm. that locked the whole thing up and you were like, I just spent all this time building the mold and I mm-hmm. screwed it up. Wow. Yeah, there was a the, the evenings that he pulled the molds off of the plug parts were definitely like couple beer couple beer and hang out after work evenings like to watch because uh-huh. it was like oh the I know o- he did the I know he did the math the other thing that I thought was really cool is the two-tone hull oh yeah Love it. yeah like uh-huh. yeah. I you know it's mm-hmm. just something about yeah. nobody nobody's really doing that mm-hmm. and he did it and it looks fucking great yeah it looks good um yeah but yeah looking forward to see the, the more one and missing more of those. the the one missing thing uh is you guys, we we really didn't get to see that boat pulled, right? And and that's the one thing I kind of really yeah. wanted to see. Um, so hopefully, you know, we can get like a a second look, right? Uh, yeah, and, as he and, as and he see how fishable it, and, it is. Yeah, yeah. Chuck stuff on it and whatever. He keeps adding kind of uh, options and stuff as he goes because that's the one you know he's like holding on to for a while to show and demo mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So he's. He's um, adding options kind of as he goes as, you know, if if more than one person or a few people, oh, man, you know, it would be cool. You know, that kind right. of stuff. That's then he considers that kind of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Well, um, I think it's just really cool to see, you know, somebody follow their dream mm-hmm. and, and his story of, you know, I've always wanted to build boats. Um, I've, you know, been around them. I was in the Navy and. You know, things kept getting in the way, and my wife finally said, you know what? If you're going to do this, you mm-hmm. need to do it. Let's Okay, here you go. This is your timeline. Mm-hmm. Go do it. And damned if he didn't. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's a neat guy. He, he and, worked with uh, with Tracker Marine Group, so like all the Bass Pro Shops brands, uh-huh. all that stuff. Because um, out in the, like the Midwest where he's from, um, he worked with... Uh, here in town, he worked with Edgewater Powerboats. Okay. Um, in a like an engineering, I guess capacity. Well, the you know the other thing why I thought it was really cool that we got to participate in kind of the reveal by doing mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. video of hey, there's a new boat on the market. Yeah. Um, is historically we've gotten the questions on this podcast. Sure. Hey, where can I get a $10,000 boat? <clears throat> you know, or mm-hmm. if I had $10,000, what would I get in the used boat market? Right. And we've kicked that around ad nauseum. His fucking walking out the door price is, is, uh, yeah. is 15 grand yeah. boat motor and trailer ready to go. And that's now because stuff is like wild as in the last couple of years, that boat five years ago would have been a, Sub ten thousand dollar boat, right? You know the motor would be mm-hmm. less, the trailer would be less, the, some of the materials would be less. So, the um, what it's it's definitely you know in that that group of boats that we spoke about before that they're they're the same price, right? Now. But again, yep. that's the get, get your foot in the game. Oh yeah, price, mm-hmm. and then a year down the road, you could add this to it, right? You could, and he's 
done it. He's built it in a manner where when you come back and say, you know what? I think I'm ready for the grab bar and mm-hmm. the cooler cradle. He'll go, yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. Check for this much. Boom. It just, it, it's ready to go. Oh yeah. So yeah. it's almost like a modular design, right? You know, mm-hmm. here's your base. Oh, you want to add this? Perfect. It's ready for it. You want to add that? Perfect. It's ready for it. He's shown me some really neat stuff with, with that kind of thinking and that kind of modular stuff and like real production. So, cause you know, they make say like bass boat companies or whatever, big, big ones. It's like hundreds of boats at the same time mm-hmm. and how they all move and how they all, you know, and how parts interchange or whatever it is. He's like really into that right. idea. So he implemented that in this one. The feng shui boat builder. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> really. I mean, because that's, it's so huge. That I know um, another guy locally here that does that with Whaler because they have to move so much stuff, so many motors, so many boats, so many people that where you have, how, how far you have to walk to go get your screwdriver. Like, makes a difference. Uh-huh. And if you have to walk, like, in this guy's way to do it, and you know, X, right. Y, and Z, and just how, like, the flow of everything is. And it's super neat. I mean, it's very, very neat. But um, so yeah, I'm excited for him. In the skiff world, um, Floyd skiffs. Mm-hmm. Um, he's charging he's along. He's charging along with uh, a new model, mm-hmm. the 8-weight. The 8-weight, yep. And you know what? I love the fact that he... You know, named the first but a ten weight. Yeah, and now it's going to be an eight weight. Mm-hmm. And like, of all the fucking you know anglers, you know, fly fishermen go, oh, okay, it's a little bit smaller. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Like uh-huh. you know, yeah. it's like there's the instant association be, yeah, of like smaller, lighter. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. It's a great way to fucking mm-hmm. name boats. Um, yeah, he's not he's pick making... an island or pick a house. Right, right, right. right. The. Uh... <laughs> Pick a place uh, all the way across the state. Um, the he's charging along with the hull mold for the eight weight. Mm-hmm. That thing looks like it's coming together really, really well, really quick, really right. nice. So, um, that's another kind of can't wait for. Hopefully, maybe by the by the thingy before the dinghy, that'll be the one that shows up. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, Drake Boat Works is about to, I believe, start a build of what will be the first Nomad Tiller. Mm-hmm. Looking That'd forward to seeing wild. that. Yeah. That'd be pretty wild. I think it'll be neat. Oh, I shared a photo with you guys uh, in the group text of that fucking Tiller boat that is up in New Smyrna Beach. It's... Uh, like an old center console hull that remember? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What, what kind of boat it's a was pro it? line? A pro line. Yeah, yeah. Dude, mm-hmm. that fucking thing is so mm-hmm. rad. So it's like big. Yeah, it's like skiff big. Yeah, it's, I think it's a twenty foot boat. Yeah, something like that. And I think it's like a fucking ninety horse tiller on the back. Yeah, of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, yep. man, I just want, you know grab bar. He's like, got yeah, another it's badass. He's got another bigger like. He's a charter captain. He's got another bigger boat around here that I've definitely seen a few times. I remember seeing it, like, I don't know, on his Instagram or whatever, when I was looking at that one. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, just super neat. And I th- I'm pretty sure he did it. Like, he per- did it himself. Oh, I like, think so. Like deck, yeah. You know, it's an older he, hall that he I decked I think Johan knows him pretty well. Okay, okay. yeah. 
Yep, playing local guy. Speaking yeah. of Johan, <clears throat> looks like he's super cut. Like, I don't know if he's just... Pushing the hell out of a like, boat? Sorry, Johan, I'm not checking you out. But, like, I was like, the other day I noticed, it's like, Johan looks like he's a little bit buffer and a little bit thinner. Yeah, well, he's pushing a skiff. Pushing yeah. a skiff yeah. all yeah. summer will do that for yeah. you. I need to go fish with him. Mm-hmm. You know, the the thing that sucks about Mark getting run down and fucked by Delta is Mark had a lot of... St- Mark's been doing some traveling. Mm-hmm. I, um, Mark's got a couple of uh, Montana. Two of them. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why I said a couple. Yeah. A couple means two. Okay, I get it. <laughs> <sighs> I'd like the drama of whatever the hell happened today. today. Yeah. Or yesterday, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Canceled. Yeah, I was literally looking forward to that, like probably entire segment. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. there's, there was two different, like both of those trips were very different, very different. And I was mm-hmm. really looking forward to hearing the nitty gritty of each one. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hope you wrote like write your thoughts down, buddy. Don't lose them. That's another one. We need to put a, a, a link somewhere or something to that drone footage that he had. I don't remember where that was. Um, I'm sure he just texted it to us, and we we all watched it somewhere. But it's a, I'm sure there's a YouTube link somewhere. No, that that was a it was a I don't I didn't see the drone footage. There's a, some drone footage. No, I saw his. drone footage on uh, a video that uh, Warriors and Quiet Waters put out. I think it was, and it was like on Instagram or whatever. Yeah, of yeah. Marks, right? Yeah, yeah. It's good, really good. Yeah, Smith River. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was really cool. It's just a cool looking place. I mean, all together. So yeah, yeah. Doesn't doesn't hurt. You got anything in your notes? I I don't. I haven't fished in weeks. I haven't. Shame on you, Ben. I know. It, and here's Do the I need sad to give you more thing. time off. I was gonna say I feel like you've it's had a lot. not for <laughs> lack of not having time. The rain has screwed me a little bit this week. Um. Also, like in the evenings, I've been busy. Uh-huh. Um, but it's, I think I may try to go out tomorrow. I think if the weather's good, I'm no, I know you're going to listen to this. We've been talking about putting my push pull holders in mm-hmm. for the last three weeks and it just has not happened. There's not been a second set of hands around my house. So I was talking to Carl today about like, how do I need to do this myself so I can go like right. pop this in. So I think I'm going to do that. And then. Because my like shock cords on those off-brand push-pull uh-huh. holders are like yeah gone, gone. And then um, I think when I went down to go pick up some equipment from Dustin mm-hmm. Welch, he had taken Sea Deck and cut it, and then used sandpaper on the edge to bevel it, mm-hmm. and it actually came out really, really good looking. Um, so I think I'm going to go to fiberglass Florida some point this week cause they're going to open on weekends and they've got like scrap pieces for really cheap, but they're pretty big. And I think I'm going to at least do my polling platform. It'll change your life. And I'm going to start working my way up the gunnels cause there's like two small sections, bigger ones. And I think I'm just going to see deck it myself. And I mean, if it comes out terrible, we'll just peel it off and I still need help from either Carl or you, um, and put in the uh, cleat 
on the front mm-hmm. of uh, Wyatt's. Oh, right, right. I did get my just need the whole, whole saw. saw from my brother. <laughs> okay. Well, let me back up. I have the whole saw. I did not get the middle insert that those blades screw oh, okay. onto. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm gonna, but I'm gonna call him because I need to. Matt. I know. I love you, buddy, but he doesn't listen to this. It doesn't matter. I can talk as much shit as I want. The because he's got all my tools, and I'm like really trying to knock out some baseboards at my house, and like I don't have any way to cut them. I don't have a nail gun, so I was gonna call him tomorrow and be like, "Where are we at? I'm not trying to rush you, but if you're not using it, I want it back." Right, I'm saying it's aliens. Exactly. But do you guys want to do a little break? Yeah, I think break yeah. wouldn't be a bad thing right now. So uh, give us a few minutes and enjoy a little tunage and we'll be back. Episode 65 of Taylor Trash Fly Fishing is back. So, uh, I guess one of the things that uh, I could talk about a little bit is uh, I did a little TDY, a little temporary duty up uh, Jacksonville Way. And, uh, man, I had big plans, big plans. Uh, Had to go up there to get uh, some stuff done at Mayo and... You know, it's like on a good day, uh, perfect traffic, at least an hour and a half up, hour and a half back. So I made the option to eliminate the potential for getting, you know, shitty traffic and it turned into, you know, three hour minimum a (laughs) day into like a four or five hour drive kind of deal and just got an Airbnb. Uh, each week when I needed to go up there and uh, I was up there a total of like four weeks mm-hmm. um, the Airbnb that uh, my lovely bride found for me um, I think uh, the name of it is Pelican Point and uh, really it's like one of those sheds that you can buy at like those shed places Yeah, that's sitting on a piece of property right on the St. John's River, maybe three quarters of a mile in from the jetty, like directly across from the big boat ramp there at Mayport. And it's just like a little um, one-person efficiency little shack. Um, And when, when she saw it, she was like, this is like Oak Hill. 
like, but in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. you're going to love it. And I'm like, all right, cool. Sign me up. Um, it's on the north side of the river. Uh, so I would have to take the ferry across uh, to get there. And then I would take the ferry to go, you know, back over to go to uh, Mayo. And um, initially my plan was that I would take the skiff up and uh, get some fishing in. Um either in the morning or in the evening after, you know, I'd taken care of my business, uh, with, with treatment, that plan fell apart, um, because my truck transmission, uh, took a shit. So I'm trying to make the best of it. And, uh, I've always kind of been a, a, a geek when it comes to, um, tugboats. I don't know why I like tugboats, but I think tugboats are fucking pretty cool. You know, they're like this, just the amount of torque and, and, and ability to pull, you know, push and pull stuff for such a small vessel. Mm-hmm. I've always thought they're cool. Um, and beyond that, like anytime I'm, you know, somewhere near a shipping channel, like when a big ship goes past, kind of like Shannon, uh, I think took the fucking picture and shared it with you guys of, you know, I can be sitting on the couch and according to the sound of the airplane going mm-hmm. over the house, eh, not a big deal. Not a big, deal. Oh shit. And I'll jump up and like run out and be like looking up at the fucking sky yeah. to see, you know what I think, <clears throat> you know, I'm the same way with, with big ships. Like I, mm-hmm. it, it's, I'm just enamored by them. Um, they're, they're these massive pieces of machinery that just, it's amazing. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's really cool. So, I get there, and as soon as I get there, fucking here comes like one of those huge container ships, like mm-hmm. owned by Maersk Corporation mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, Maersk Shipping. Mm-hmm. I'm the captain now. Yeah, ship. I'm the captain yeah. now. Mm-hmm. That that company, and it's got like probably you know two thousand shipping containers on it. I mean, like you know, it's like the sun is eclipsed when this thing passes by. So, of course, I did a story of the ship going past. And then 30 minutes later, here comes a fucking other shit. And I'm like, so it ended up like one of the ways that I passed my time when I wasn't doing something that, you know, when I was, it was like filming these ships go by, Mm -hmm. whether it was a tugboat pulling a, a, a barge or a massive container ship. And then like there were, there were ships that were coming in and out of, uh, Jacksport that I didn't even know were a thing until I stayed there for four weeks. And it's those, uh, they call them, um, drive on, drive off. Um, it's the oh, car container, the, the car the, carriers. Yeah. The yeah. car carriers. Yeah. And I mean, they're huge too. Um, but I just had a really good time watching ships and uh, documented the fuck out of some ships. Mm -hmm. And, you know, on Instagram, you can take your stories and create, quote, highlights or whatever. And it only allows you to do so many stories. It's like, nope, you're tapped out. Yeah. So, like, I ended up with three that I think are uh, at least two of them are completely full. They wouldn't allow me to to add any more. (laughs) But uh, the funny thing is, Ben tells me after the fact Mm -hmm. that apparently... 
my quirk turned into it turned into a, kind of a, a, a wager, a, a joke wager. at my expense. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Well, Pretty not much. even. Yeah, no. So, it's okay to say it was at my expense. You so guys you got were like, well, so excited the first like two days you were there, and I went to went to the house to pick up some stuff, and Shannon's like. Have you seen how many boats Larry's posted? I was like, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Not boats. Not boats. Ships. ships. Sorry, ships. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, I said, how many do you think he's going to get? And she goes, I don't know, but we should put some money on this. And my first quote-unquote gambling experience was at the Kentucky Derby party. Uh-huh. And so Shannon's like, I've turned you degenerate, a degenerate. Let's go. So we sit there and decide we're going to, based on the first, like, three days you were up, because I think you went for three days the first time. Yeah. The first day was six ships that got posted. Uh-huh. So I'm like, okay, conservatively, Larry's going to post 50 boats over the next three and a half weeks. Ships. Ships. <laughs> look. I mean, if you look at my highlights, We're it's, cooking at 11.06 p.m. It's, it's we're it's ships. <laughs> ship happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, ship. It could be a tug. It could be a tugboat. I haven't gone back. There were tugboats. Yeah, yeah. See, mm. could be. Um, and so Shannon goes, "No, no, 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 no. You're way low. It's gonna." Be. She's like, "I'm gonna say sixty just because it's an easy win." So we we shook on it, and you hit fifteen ships in the first three days. And I literally texted her and said, "Do you want your money an hour later?" Like I was like, "I've lost." <laughs> And then you kind of slow down the next week. Well, it's weird because, like, there's some days where it's super busy. Yeah. And then there's – and uh, telling on myself here, um, not only, like, a couple of times. And the ships had to be, like, really directly in front of me for it to meet the production value sure. that I wanted in my stories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there was a couple of times where like, maybe I was on the computer or I was watching TV or whatever. Yeah. And I would happen to like glance out and be like, fuck, I missed one. Yeah. And like, cause it was already too far and like the yeah. shot wouldn't, it would just wouldn't Blue have been shot. And that's what I figured. You can't be there for all of them. Right. And you can't. So after I missed a couple and like a couple, I was like, God, Darn it, that was a fucking, that, oh, son of a bitch. I get on the computer, and I find the ship tracking app. Yeah, <laughs> you would. So, so then, it, then it was a matter of, like, you know, I'd be sitting there and be like, I haven't seen a ship in a while, and, like, open up the computer and be like, highlight that one. No, it's not. A, no, it's a fishing vessel. No, no. Oh, that one's coming. And then I would be like, Okay, that's probably going to be about 20 minutes before I get to it. <laughs> I'd be, like, doing something and then, like, happen to look up and be like, son of a bitch, how did I get here in 15 yeah. fucking minutes? I'd be hauling ass. <laughs> and I think I even sent you guys uh, uh, a, a, a video where I just, because it was too much to type in the group text, where I was, like, in my boxer shorts and yes. my T-shirt, and I was like, okay. There was a ship coming by, and I just ran out to get it, and I almost stepped on a fucking snake. Yeah, you almost stepped on a snake. <laughs> and, and it turned out that same, that little snake, it was a, a coach whip snake. Okay. Um, the seawall, on the backside of the seawall, there was like a two-by-six that, like, you know, like capped it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that little son of a bitch lived under there. And uh, 
by the time I left, I'd seen him four or five times, like to the point yeah. where if, if I saw him and he saw me, he would like, just like, you know, sit and I could get really close and mm-hmm. like take a picture yeah. of him or whatever. But, uh, it was such an, it, it was like, I guess my, my way of, you know, finding something to do yeah. absent of being able to go do something else. Right. It's kind of a neat, I mean, where else can you sit? And like, just watch that, you know, yeah. like that close to the action. Like yeah, that. and and then you know, of <laughs> course, the helicopters were flying at the at the naval station and stuff, and uh, there was actually quite a few navy ships yes. that came and left. Yeah, but due to my tight parameters of what shot I wanted, the navy ships turned into the naval yard mm-hmm. too far away. Right. So I didn't really end up getting any navy ships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, Jacksonville has a very, very busy port. Mm-hmm. It's, I, think, uh, I think I read it's one of the busiest in... I, I'd believe it. ...the nation. I'd believe it. Yeah. Um, seems like they have a ton of cars coming in and out of there. Definitely a ton of uh, containers. There, I know South Florida, there's a lot of fuel. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they call that bunkering. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of the... Uh, the big ocean going tugs will pull fuel up and down the coast in barges. Right, right, right. Yeah. And did you guys see one of the, uh, one of the barges that I, was it a, it may have been a, no, it was a ship. It was a ship that came in and it was like a few containers, like in the normal Mm -hmm. intermodal containers on the ship. But then on the deck of the ship was like four or five, Big boats, yeah, like oh, yeah, big yeah. yachts yeah, like and like yachts. big sailboats yeah. and stuff. I was like, "Holy crap!" Mm-hmm. I the first time I watched that story, I missed him. I was just I was literally looking at the hull of the big ship they were on, thinking like, "Holy cow, that's a huge boat yeah. ship!" And then mm-hmm. I met you, I think later that day at the house, and uh-huh. you were like, "Did you see those boats on the ship?" I was like, "No, I missed them." And you pulled it up, and it was like, "Yeah, good night." Well, this past week. um, Two days ago, mm-hmm. one or two days ago, was International Mariners Day, and it's all mm-hmm. like a day honoring all the guys that work on those type of ships, yeah. from the captain down to the guy that you know swabs the deck or whatever. And uh, there's a Haller Brothers, uh, one of their ambassadors. Um, he is actually a captain on a freaking. Uh, oil tanker holy shit and that's kind of cool i follow him i follow him yeah Yeah. i follow him and he does a lot of stories while he's like at Mm -hmm. sea and he did a story the other day where he like put an arrow and it said human being or person Mm -hmm. or whatever and his ship is so fucking expansive and long. Like, the bridge is in mm-hmm. the back. Yeah. And I'm like, it's like a speck. speck. And you're like, holy crap, this ship is that mm-hmm. fucking big. It's insane. We've got, like, four or five listeners that from time to time we'll hear from through Instagram that work mm-hmm. on big ships. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we have so many. I can't remember everybody's handle. One guy... Um, messaged us while they were going through the Panama Canal. Yeah. And uh, they had left the Port of Houston 
And they went down and went through the Panama Canal to deliver <laughs> oil to the west coast of the U.S. Yeah, that's just super cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think as little as I know about that stuff, it's super neat just hearing stories like that. What it was a Suez Canal or whatever they called it. Oh, yeah, yeah. One got or stuck. The, one got stuck. Kind of following some of that. There was some issue, I want to say like beginning of COVID or something like that, where they shut a port in... California, Long yeah, Beach. Like, yeah, and yeah. there were like just ships on the horizon. Stacked just out. Yeah, waiting. stacked out, yeah. yep. So that, I always think like kind of key in on those sto- like news stories. Well, about that, w- that was the big thing about Mariner's Day this year. You know, not that I've watched it any other year, mm-hmm. but that they were—it was the the big thing was while the world shut down for COVID, we continued to work. Yeah, yeah. you almost have to. And mm-hmm. and you know, all I mean, something like eighty-five, ninety percent of the world's commerce moves via ship mm-hmm. to to move it around the world. Which, and that's what I was going to say. It's crazy to think that I don't remember the year the Panama Canal was built, but that that's still like one of the most effective ways to get something to the West Coast Mm -hmm. versus, I mean, trains haul a ton of freight, but in the capacity you can move something at speed, like it's... I think we were talking about the Super Pan Ams on the show at one point, too. So there's super, there's ships that are too big to go through the canal, but they're so big, it makes sense to go all the way around. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's like a new, like, class that they're doing. Well, you know, one of the cool things about the railroad tracks that run through like New Smyrna, yeah, yeah. all the Florida East Coast Railroad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You if you get stop if you get stopped at the train crossing on a street, ninety nine point nine percent of that train is tractor trailer or right. or yeah. the containers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they literally move containers from like the port of Jacksonville down to and drop them off at uh, like, like Port Canaveral yeah, or yeah. all the way down into Miami or wherever. And it's amazing to me that there's not only do you have the ships moving them up and down, but like they run them down and like, get you know, cause maybe a ship only is going to stop at, you know, right. What it, Port Everglades. You're right. At, yeah. Fort Lauderdale and yeah. that has to go to like Miami to leave again or yeah. like whatever it is. Yeah. <clears throat> and the closer you get to, some of like those, it seems like there's more, because there's more places for those trains to go. Yeah. Right? So like in our case, it's north and south, but right. Um, and I don't know Georgia, where that's like St. Simons. Mm-hmm. There's east, west, north, south. You know what I mean? So you start getting a lot of like crossings if you pay attention. Yeah. You right. Those ships. The and the other thing that I really enjoyed with like the big container ships is. You know, most of them are whatever brand or, or company is on the side of the ship. Mm-hmm. Most of the containers are also yeah. emblazoned the same. But then there were some that were, let's call it an independent, you know, independent yeah, yeah. guy. The mosaic of colors yeah. and the different logos. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just like. Super cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, it, you know, in its own utilitarian type way, it's just really pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like this huge Tetris board mm-hmm. going past you. Yep. So I've heard some pretty wild stuff about people finding shipping containers. 
Oh yeah, that like fall off. Floor. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, and usually really bad in a really bad in way. a really bad way. Yeah, but yeah. the run into them. The fact that like a whole container can fall off and be like, hmm, it is what it is. We got the rest of these. Let's keep going. Well, and not only that, it's a huge big metal cube. You think <laughs> yeah. it would sink? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You but it's full know. of stuff that you know. Mm-hmm. I guess makes it buoyant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, probably the first time. Uh, this has been probably seven or eight, nine years ago um, that I stayed there anywhere near the St. John's River, the Huguenot Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, we camped there for a couple of days and saw the ships coming in and out. And at that point, what really blew my mind was, you know, that bulb on the front of the ships. Mm-hmm. Um, that's on there for like, cre- it creates a more efficient right. uh, it, you know, passage Hydro through the water. Dynamic, yeah. yeah, hydrodynamic, even though it doesn't look like it would yeah. be, it is. But I remember from that trip, every ship coming in or out had like eight or ten porpoises mm-hmm. surfing the wave mm-hmm. on the front of the ship. Mm-hmm. I didn't see a single dolphin doing that the entire time I was up there this time. Mm-hmm. So, like area maybe or something. I, I mean, or? but I'd seen them there before, mm-hmm. eight nine years ago, seven yeah. eight nine years. You know, but maybe we ate them just, all. Maybe it's just the wrong time of year, you guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wrong time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, also while I was up there, uh, it was cool. Um, I, I don't think we've talked about this since because we haven't had a podcast while I was doing up doing stuff. But no, probably I went to. Uh, have dinner uh, at like one of the little restaurants there off of Heckscher mm-hmm. and uh, saw a, a, a truck with uh, some podcast stickers yeah. on it in the wild. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Loaded him up with some stuff on his windshield wiper. That was pretty cool to see, you know, yeah. just be out and about and see that kind of stuff. I went through um, a boatyard in St. Augustine. This is probably a couple months ago. And I, I kind of messed up, to be honest with you, and ended up um, driving by where Blackfly was. Uh-huh. Which I think... The, There's the a Blackfly rest- restaurant. Right. Mm-hmm. And that, that's still there. That's yes, still up and going. it is. It was just the outfitters that they... The old shop. Yeah, that they got rid of, right? This was like, I don't know, last year or two oh, years ago. Uh, that would be Oyster Creek Outfitters hmm. that was in St. Augustine that went out of business. Mm-hmm. No, but Blackfly Black used, but Blackfly had a very small shop like okay. on one of the side streets, like in the old downtown. Yeah, but ten years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was confusing because I saw I saw the sign. And I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that the restaurant was still there because I'd heard the fly shop went away. Well, the fly shop um, originally Vaughn had his shop in St. Augustine, um, and then he opened the one in Jacksonville. Closed the one in St. Augustine, still had the fly shop in Jacksonville, opened the restaurant in St. Augustine, Black Fly. Shannon and I have eaten there a couple times. It's really good. And then they opened the Black Fly Cafe next to the Black Fly Fly Shop mm-hmm. in Jacksonville. Okay. And then shut down the um, cafe. And then a little while after that, Strike Zone bought Vaughn out. Yeah. Vaughn was like, you know what? I just want to start doing my art Maybe more. that's what I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah, okay. the Jacksonville one. Yeah. Right. But I drove by the one in St. Augustine. It just, it just kind of popped to mind. Yeah. 
Yeah, because Oyster Creek's been out for a couple years now. Yeah, at least two. And that was like, yeah. they got broken into and like a bunch of stuff got stolen yeah, or something. Yeah, and they found them in a warehouse. It, it was kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, it was weird. Um, I don't ever remember what came out of that other than they didn't open back up. Yeah. Maybe they do like an online business or something now. Yeah, knows, maybe. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. No, I do know. They li- they realized that they knew they weren't going to open up, and they liquidated to somebody. They came and bought all their inventory and. Oh, okay. Another 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 shop yeah, another or shop. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But oh. what a what a oh so. One of the things that I was told I needed to mention. Um, on the podcast for more of the local ears more than anything. Um, if you are launching in New Smyrna or Edgewater, hell, even all the way down here in Oak Hill, and you're coming in on 44 from maybe DeLand or wherever mm-hmm. you're coming from, as you come into New Smyrna, if you know where... Um, the Wawa is on 44, mm-hmm. just past the Wawa. If you make the left-hand turn, that puts you on Canal Street. Yep, coming into the old Canal downtown. When you first make that left across 44, and then it jogs kind of. There's that big entryway mm-hmm. sign, mm-hmm. you know, and you make that right-hand turn. Now you're on Canal Street. Maybe three or four blocks down on the right-hand side, there is a little, like, day-old bread bakery outlet. Mm-hmm. Right that, next to, like, a park or something. Yeah, it's yeah, right it's next to the park. park. And it's yeah. on mm-hmm. a street that starts with an M. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. Merrill, I think. And directly across from it is, like, the BK discount beverages yeah, like yeah. you know like lo- lo- you know mom and pop yeah. um mm-hmm. well the the bakery outlet has amazing fucking breakfast and you can call ahead there's like a little breakfast counter there's in there? a little breakfast counter in there and there's actually you can actually get like subs and stuff for lunch out of there it's like a little Damn. deli so Here's here's the hidden jewel, okay? If you know that you're coming through and you're going to be launching whatever, call ahead. They have grits bowls, and they come in like a little, um, you know, to-go container. Yeah. And it's grits, and you can either get ham, bacon, or sausage, and they put cheese, the sausage, and then scrambled eggs on top of it, and it gets sealed up. As long as you call 15 minutes or so before you're going to get into town, Mm -hmm. dude, they're like three bucks. Yeah. And it absolutely fills you up and it's absolutely crazy delicious. The, like the most consistent, good grits I've ever had. That's awesome. So if you're headed out early one morning and you're thinking, man, it'd be great to have breakfast. And you don't want something from Bucky's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not doing Bucky's or Sucky the Wawa. Bucky's. Yeah, or the Wawa. Mm-hmm. Support a small local business. The ladies that run this place are super freaking nice. They always get your order right. And it is fucking fire. Mm-hmm. It is really good. 
So and you can little little around, insider tip. You can sneak around. I think on either of those, if you take a right or a left at that place, yes, you can sneak around the block and just get back on. Oh yeah, right back on forty four. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh-huh. if you needed to. So yeah, you could like detour Edward. off there. Yeah, grab your breakfast. Get back on forty four, go across the South Bridge, and like end up launching at CNS. Right, you know if you're fishing the lagoon. Exactly. So precisely. Yeah. Or if you pick it up and you're headed down south, like to Edgewater or Oak Hill, you want to be on that road anyway because there's no other way to right. get onto US one. Block and just keep going. Yeah, yeah. you just get on US one and head south. So anyway, breakfast tip. Yeah. Super important yep. meal of the day. Mm-hmm. So, M- most. Most. Yeah. The most. The most. Um, what do we got coming up? I Cast, well, outside, I'm looking forward to the outside of the championship. Yeah, I, I mean, if you really think about it, we're, we're only four months days. out from breathing down the Derby's neck. So, mm-hmm. oh, let, let's talk a little bit about the Derby. So, believe it or not, we already have raised. I believe two hundred and fifty dollars. Awesome for Marine Discovery Center. Hmm. Thanks to Jacqueline. Okay. Jacqueline's employer mm-hmm. has um, a, an employee program where, if you, as their employee, do community service work to give back to the community, they have an opportunity where they will give like a a grant to whatever nonprofit that you want to support. She took the time, got in touch with us. We got her in touch with the administration at Marine Discovery Center, got all the W-9s and like the uh, 501c3 paperwork to her. She applied and her company is making a $250 donation. Sweet. That's awesome. For the dinghy That's derby awesome. already. Yeah. So that's a cool little spiff. I've never heard of anybody. Isn't that doing crazy that. cool? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. and it's yeah. cool too because she lives in Nashville. Yeah, I was gonna so, say she's so like, not exactly from around here. So, no, yeah. so to like have someone who mm-hmm. I mean, and and I don't know if she was there the first year. I don't think so. She but was the not. Second she was here to the like second year. drive down, hang out with some friends in Melbourne, just to come down for the weekend and support it, mm-hmm. and it be impactful enough that you're like, I mean, it's not like Nashville's short on. Things a that, nonprofit that can use right. money, mm-hmm. sure, um, or you could be passionate about. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, very. So uh, yeah, the the Dingy Derby. Just to remind everybody, is October first and second, and uh, it's going to start with the thingy before the dingy, uh, which is going to be the Friday evening um, social event, and that's where we'll do the raffle. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you tip of the cap to Yeti. I've already been in communication with Yeti, and they are going to support us again with uh, their robust uh, donations for the the raffle. The raffle. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to start reaching out to other manufacturers within the fly fishing community, uh, asking for support. Uh, we certainly hope that if you're a rep for a f- rod company, a real company, um, sunglasses, whatever it is that's you know part of our culture, mm-hmm. uh, if you want to get in touch with us and let us know how you guys find uh, conservation and restoration of Mosquito Lagoon, 
uh, is an important cause, one that should be supported, and you can donate some stuff to the raffle. The raffle, honestly, is where most of the money is generated for our donation to Marine Discovery Center. Marine Discovery Center has been doing their work uh, going on 20 years now. They continue to grow their campus. Um, they've got a new um, grant through the ECHO grant uh, here in Volusia County um, where they're going to be building a new entryway and, um, like, you know how in the back where we did the dinghy mm-hmm. derby this year, it's mm-hmm. going to be kind of like, you know, a covered area so that there's even more area for outdoor like activities, activities and, and stuff. And yeah. That. And uh, that's going to be happening very soon um, there. But, I mean, it's it's a great organization. Um, Tanner and I, when we were coming in from our Albi trip, um, we were coming through the inlet, and right when we got to – you know, disappearing island turning south, the big old uh, Marine Discovery Center. Oh, dolphin tour. The the, the big tour boat yeah. was cruising through, and, like, we actually pulled alongside it and passed it, and uh, it was absolutely joy in my heart to see nothing but, like, 10 to 12-year-old kids. That thing was mm-hmm. packed to the gills mm-hmm. with summer camp kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, that yeah, it, that's right. And, it's, and it's so, summer camp. Yeah, camp and, and here, here we've got Marine Discovery <laughs> Center. It's got, like, there, there probably was 30 kids, mm-hmm. at, at least 30 kids on that boat. But that's 30 kids that are learning to love the lagoon. Mm-hmm. They're understanding the estuary and how it works and how important it is. And they're going to be the next generation that's going to pick up the flag and take on the charge of let's protect this place. It's special. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the kind of part of the mission that really impresses me with Marine Discovery Center is the educational component of it and, and creating this community-wide right. awareness to what they call One Lagoon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, beyond that, I saw on their... Uh, a couple of their stories in their Instagram uh, posts. They've been doing a ton of oyster restoration stuff. Yeah, they've stuff. been really going for it with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm excited about the Dingy Derby. Uh, I think it's going to be fantastic. We're um, also going to try, um, we were kind of kicking around another component of um, having a few more, uh, you know, local or otherwise, um, kind of displays. Yeah, you know, yeah, we're going to work on that and, and uh, kind of make it almost like uh, a festival mm-hmm. slash, you know, um, type event where if you're an artist mm-hmm. that wants to bring your wares and set up uh, and support, you know, the, the cause, we're going to be coming out with uh, basically an information packet on how your donation uh to what we're doing would secure you a spot where then you can display your wares and, and hopefully sell and become, mm-hmm. you know, more known to, I mean, we, we had what, probably 120, 130 people yeah. at mm-hmm. the event last year. Mm-hmm. And that was with crappy weather and having to reschedule in yeah. the middle yeah. of COVID mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. So this year we're going to really hopefully have even oh, yeah. more you could, folks. You could hardly fly at the time. Yeah, and we had you know, and we had yeah. that many people. So I'm I'm really proud of that. Yeah, I'm really proud of everybody for you know for 
overcoming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. Point, you know, it wasn't that easy. And uh, one of the other things uh, that we're, we're still working out the details on, but we're, you know, part of, you know, as we get our collective shit together and put out this packet of, if you want to participate, here's the different ways you can participate as a vendor. Um, we're also going to probably put out a call to listeners um, as well as maybe shop owners. Um, if you have a rod, a reel, uh, a box, a brand new line that's been sitting on the shelf for two years getting dusty that nobody seems to want to buy, um, make a donation by sending that fly fishing equipment to us and we're going to have kind of like a nautical slash fly fishing booth yeah. um, where it's going to be like, you know, whatever it was retail, we're going to knock, you know, 50, 60% off and whatever it sells for that 100% goes into the till for the donation. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like the uh, dusty to crusty fundraiser mm -hmm. portion. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Carl will probably be manning that booth. And, uh, oh, yeah. You, you might be able to haggle a little bit with right. Carl. Who knows? Yeah. But, uh, you say the wrong thing, you better have the cash in hand because he's going to snatch it and throw a fucking box of fly line to you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have it hanging out. That's right. Yep. So we're just trying to, you know, build on the momentum that we've had the first two years, the third annual Dingy Derby, October 1st and 2nd, we think is going to be just a blast. Um, what we enjoy the most is the wide variety of folks that come in town from, you know, far away as well as near. And uh, everybody has the same thing in mind. Mm -hmm. This is a place that's special. It needs to continue to be loved. And we've got the perfect opportunity to do that with a nonprofit that has a track record of over 20 years of doing just that. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I think, uh, you know, we're uh, about an hour 40 deep into it, yeah. and uh, it's getting late. Um, we're probably going to go ahead and wrap it up, and one last appeal to you, come out and see us at MDC next Thursday, uh, July 1st. Come hang out, come cast with us, drink a couple of beers. Meet some of the other folks that are here. Hell, you might find your next fishing partner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and and let's let's have a good time. And uh, we'll keep doing it throughout the summer and uh, see how she goes. You don't know until you try. That's nope. right. All right. Well, uh, that's episode 65. 65. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's a lot of hot air. That is a mm -hmm. lot of hot air. But uh, we're going to keep doing it because oh, we yeah. enjoy it. And uh, the reason we enjoy it is times like these where Ben comes in with a hell of a fucking meal. Mm -hmm. and uh, Presentation, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 all day. And uh, You knew it would be. Yeah, mm -hmm. I did. Mm -hmm. So uh, everybody have uh, a safe and fun Independence Day mm -hmm. yep. celebrating on July 4th. And uh, we hope to see you on the water. 
We hope to see you over at MDC next week. And until we get our shit together, we hope this tides you over. But we'll be back. Next time you hear from me, I'll be 100 bucks richer. Oh, we'll let the smack talking begin. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. We'll catch you guys on the next Taylor Trash Fly Fishing. Peace. <laughs>